0: If you've been listening to many episodes this most recent season, you'll notice we've had several episodes now that are listener-submitted stories. And I love these because there's nothing better than allowing you all to share your voice with one another and to help encourage one another and inspire one another. Today's story is submitted by FM Cyclist community member Kazia, and she is going to share with you all some of her firsts, including her first self supported solo century ride. And I loved this because she talked about how in the past year she had planned to do this, and then COVID happened. And as a mom and as a woman working, It just fell to the back burner, but now she has come back to that goal and achieved it. And I think it's just very relatable to myself and where I have been in the last year with Femme Cyclist, putting it somewhat on the back burner as I focused on being a mom and once in a while trying to get in a bike ride and now refocusing here this year on Femme Cyclist and hoping to bring value to you all. I really hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get something from it. And Kazia's story is coming up after this intro. You're listening to the Fem Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike at Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women so whether you're a road racer bike commuter or hardcore shredder you'll find your tribe here real quick before we dive into this episode i want to make a shout out to terry bicycles who is a partner of Femme Cyclist. when i first got into cycling like 20 years ago The Terry catalog was my Bible. I would sit down at my table every morning and drink my coffee and go through the catalog and circle all of those things that I dreamed of and really wanted. I ended up buying my first pair of padded shorts from Terry. I ended up buying my first really good saddle from Terry. And now all of these years later, I still love the company So I would encourage you that if you're in the market for cycling clothing or a saddle or even cute accessories like bicycle jewelry, then you go over and check out Terry Bicycles. You no longer have to get the paper catalog, though you can, but you can also head to their website. I have a link in the show notes, and if you click on that and end up making a purchase, it helps support this show. Obviously, I'm not encouraging materialism, so don't go out and buy anything that you don't need. But if you do need a new pair of bike shorts, for instance, and you're going to buy it anyhow, I'd greatly appreciate it if you clicked through our link in the show notes. In
1: my early 20s, I dabbled a bit in mountain biking, never fully falling in love with it, but falling one too many times. Living in Arizona, I just couldn't get comfortable on the rocky terrain. So I put the bike down and focused on my life, school, and raising my brother. Cycling entered my life in full gear in 2019 when I met my partner, who has been in the industry for over 20 years and loves biking. Aaron took me on my first gravel ride with a group of his friends one night, and as I rode the streets and dirt roads on his dad's salsa journeyman, I knew that gravel was my calling. I'm not going to lie, I got a little sad that it took me all those years to get back on a bike. The more group rides I went on, the more I fell in love and realized that I wanted to do more than just ride a bike, but I didn't know what that more was. Two years of riding and I'm still playing with many ideas, but they all lead to community and opening up more doors for kids, beginners, and diversity. As a mom of two boys who are four and eight and a bonus daughter who is five, my world revolves around them. But when my boys are with their daddy and my daughter's with her mom, my world shifts and I focus on my biking and whatever travel I can squeeze into my day. Aaron and I love camping and biking locally, but we try to bop around beyond our beautiful state of Arizona. My mind is always going 100 miles an hour as I continue to ponder the what more can I do question. While I work on that, I make sure to ride my bike as much as I can, setting personal goals. This January, I did my first mini bike packing trip and I fell in love instantly planning all the places I can visit on my bike. My first ride took us from our house in North Phoenix through Scottsdale and Fountain Hills, about 40 miles up dirt roads, paved roads, parks, canals, all the way to McDowell Mountain Regional Park. At first, though, I was hesitant because I couldn't imagine how I was going to pack everything onto my bike. I'm not really an overpacker, but the thought of packing just two panniers scared me a bit. There was a lot of, do I need this? Do I need that? If I asked those questions, I knew the answer was no. So I packed and repacked and went with essentials. Chapstick, change of clothes, sleeping bag and pad. Even the food was minimal as we stopped along the way to refuel at grocery stores and gas stations. Although the last stretch of the road was all uphill as we neared our campsite, I felt energized. I love camping, so having that to look forward to made the ride easier. That night, I slept so good under the star covered sky. As March rolled in, Aaron finally convinced me to sign up for my first race. I have always been a little competitive and am pretty good at pushing my own limits, but as a new cyclist, I had zero desire to compete against professionals. But I finally gave in knowing that I wasn't racing for first place. I was on the bike for the experience to be with like-minded people, and to show my kids that they can do this too one day. Typically, if I set my mind up for something, I know I can successfully reach the goal. Sometimes it just may take a little bit longer, but I always get to the finish line. I decided that this was going to be it because if I kept saying I'm not ready yet, then I would never be. I did the same thing when I went back to school for my master's oh, I'll do it when my kids are older, or oh, I just need more money, more time, more freedom. But one day, I woke up, registered for school, and finished my program, once again showing my kids that you can do anything you put your mind to. Over the last year, I have done some rides with climbs and have taken longer adventures and decided that this 40-mile and 2,800-feet-up-in-elevation race would be a good start. I have already done the pre-ride for the September Chino Grinder gravel race, so I know what to expect. The elevation wasn't the issue I thought that it would be. It was the loose, washboard, and rocky terrain that I was not expecting. The 20 miles per hour wind didn't help either. But I made it on my pre-ride, and I know that I will do it again in September. My son who is 8 is super excited for me and it gives me that much more confidence to show my kids that mom kicks butt. With two firsts already this year, I decided that it was time to do my first century. I had hoped this would have been accomplished last year, but thanks to COVID-19, I had decreased my hours on a bike. I was working more hours and didn't have the energy to push through. So this year, I knew it had to happen. I really enjoy biking in groups, but I equally enjoy alone time on a bike. As someone whose mind is always at top speed, I like to be alone in my own thoughts, not going anywhere but forward and uphills. The ride was successful. I just finished it this past weekend. I picked an in-town route, started at 4.30am, and was able to complete my first solo century in under 8 hours. I was thinking originally it would take me 10 hours. So with a ride time of under that, I felt amazing. I honestly got home and thought I would be exhausted, but I felt great. I kind of felt like a superhero a little bit because I never knew I could push myself that much. On my adventure, I brought enough snacks to keep me going and made several stops to rest. I got to visit a family member to refill my waters. I stopped at a coffee shop to eat some carbs and have my morning coffee. And in mile 90, I popped in to surprise Damien, who was at his grandma's house doing homeschooling. I surprised myself because I thought I would be listening to music the whole way because I don't do much without music. But I spent about 60% of the time in silence, just admiring the surroundings and focusing on my own thoughts. I'm really ready for my next century, and I bet I will do another one in the next few months. To finish off the year... Or in reality, five months of first. Earlier this year, I also kicked off my little blog and an Instagram account called A Life Mas Picante. As a huge fan of the Latin culture, including the food, music, and people, Erin and I gave it that title because life should always be a little spicy and full of adventure. Life is boring and plain without adventure, just like a good Mexican meal is boring without something a little más picante. I started the blog because I want to build a community. I started listening to a lot of podcasts lately and see social media posts about how there is so much community in Portland and Georgia and New York and everywhere. And I want to make that a reality in Phoenix. There are many amazing cycling groups here, but I always feel like something is missing. I want biking to be an inclusive sport where kids are welcome, where beginners feel comfortable, and whatever color or sexual orientation you are, you feel like you belong and are a part of the Alife Maspicante family. I crave family and community because of my past life. Coming to America, I was that awkward Polish girl who didn't speak English and never made many friends and was made fun of. My family life was dysfunctional with an alcoholic father and a mom who loved me an insane amount, but wasn't mentally herself. My brother came into my life when I was 10 and from early on, I was his caretaker eventually when he turned 14 him moving in with me because he couldn't take it anymore i can't change my past and there are days where the sadness takes over and i still struggle with what happened during my childhood and teenage years but then i get on my bike and i feel a calm come over me and the beauty of what tomorrow holds i have kids that look up to me for guidance and biking makes me the best mom i can be I involve my kids in rides and hope that one day we have an epic adventure together. When we're all on a bike, our moods change, our family becomes stronger, and there's more hope in the end. I really hope you have enjoyed my story as I have taken you on my first five month journey of my biking first. I know
0: that there will be more to come and I hope you join me on my adventures. I hope you listened to that story and started thinking about what kind of first you could come up with next, whether it is a solo century or your first mountain bike race or your first ride that is longer than 10 miles. Wherever you are at, I hope that you pick a new goal and go achieve it and celebrate yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, would you please share it with a friend or come and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you are listening to. It helps us to get the word out and to help keep this podcast going. If you listen to this and you have a story that you would like to share with us all, Please email me at kristinbonkoski at bpcole.org. I will include that in the show notes as well. I really love this new format of sharing your stories. And if you're listening, I'm sure you have a story that we would all love to hear as well. We will be back next week with a new podcast episode. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful time riding your bicycle.